What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. Law enforcement in this country kills approximately 1,200 people every single year, and yet the names of many are never said or known except for to their families and friends. What's more, law enforcement agencies and other state actors harm our community in a myriad of ways that also go unnoticed, like racially profiling us, sexually assaulting us, and wrongfully incarcerating us and our people. If we don't know what's happening, then we can't fight back. We can't adequately organize a response. So every week on Law Disorder, even in Fun Drive, we have been doing a roundup of news related to state terror. We hope this segment serves our mission on the show, which is to expose, agitate, and build. This is the State Terror Roundup for the week of October 3rd, 2022. Unarmed Keita O'Neill was shot and killed by San Francisco police officer Christopher Samoya in 2017. Officer Samoya was one of several police officers that would ultimately be charged with a crime by former San Francisco District Attorney Chesa Boudin. Boudin was the first district attorney in San Francisco history to charge a police officer, and that put a target on his back for a recall. Now, newly appointed District Attorney Brooke Jenkins seems to be rolling back that progress and has put all of the cases against San Francisco police officers on hold, including that of Samoya. O'Neill's family is speaking out. Quote, misrepresentation by a new district attorney's office spokesperson, poor treatment of the O'Neill family and concerns that the case is being held to an unfairly high standard, end quote, were among the complaints raised in a letter last week to D.A. Brooke Jenkins, signed by the O'Neill family attorney. Three months after taking office, Jenkins still has not given O'Neill's family a clear indication of whether she intends to follow through on prosecuting Samoya. Many of us think they won't get that indication until after the elections. Source, Mission Local. Governor Gavin Newsom is in bill signing mode or not in bill signing mode, depending on which piece of legislation we're talking about. SB 1228, the legislation to protect sexual assault victims, DNA was signed into law. SB 467 legislation to end wrongful convictions due to faulty expert witness testimony was signed into law. And SB 1106 will help people clear their criminal records by ensuring outstanding restitution and restitution fines are not a barrier to expungement. Currently, people across California are frequently denied record sealing and expungement because they are poor and cannot afford to pay outstanding restitution fines. The governor rejected several bills, however, aimed at criminal justice reform, which were passed through the state Senate and the Assembly, which include Assembly Bill 2632, the California Mandela Act, which would have limit the, limited the use of solitary confinement in California, which, by the way, the U.N. calls torture. He also rejected SB 57, which would have allowed San Francisco, Oakland, and Los Angeles to launch trial, supervised drug injection sites in a bid to curb California's epidemic of fatal overdoses, something that would be much more effective than Brooke Jenkins' new renewed war on drugs. A recently released autopsy report from the Alameda County Coroner's Bureau found that Bay Area rapper Stephen Baba Zumbi Gaines died from psychological stress of altercation and restraint during a psychotic episode, with the official manner of the death being homicide. Spokespersons from the office confirmed the finding comes months after Gaines, best known for founding the Oakland rap group Zion I, died suspiciously at Alta Bates Medical Center in Berkeley and months and months of protests by his family and the community. The death was initially reported as COVID-19 related. According to the report, COVID-19 and an enlarged heart were listed as contributing factors, but not the cause of death. Gaines had reportedly been recovering from COVID-19 three weeks earlier, but checked himself into the hospital for a mental health examination, saying he suffered from anxiety 
anxiety, insomnia, and suicidal thoughts. A spokesperson for the Alameda County District Attorney's Office told the Chronicle that no criminal charges would be filed. Nancy O'Malley has only filed one charge in her entire career. And Alameda County Sheriff's Office spokespersons did not immediately respond to requests for comment. Source, the San Francisco Chronicle. The Vallejo Police Department will proceed with the termination of Detective Jarrett Tan for murdering Sean Monterosa in 2020, despite findings of a mandatory review hearing that the termination should be overturned because the department waited too long to act. An announcement by Vallejo Police late Monday did not name Tan, citing a court order forbidding the city from naming the officer, despite that his name had been widely known since shortly after the June 2nd, 2020 murder. A criminal investigation into the shooting by the state attorney general's office is ongoing. Tom murdered Monterosa when he fired five times through the windshield of an unmarked pickup truck as he and two other officers were driving into the Walgreens parking lot responding to quote-unquote looting in response to the police murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Tom said he saw Monterosa turn around and point a gun, but Monterosa had only a hammer, and that hammer was in the pocket of his hoodie. Source, Scott Morris, the Vallejo Sun. A Los Angeles Police Department officer, Houston Tipping, died after a training exercise during which he was beaten and slammed to the ground by other cops. Now his lawyer says at the time he died, he was investigating a gang rape by four cops, at least one of whom was part of the exercise that killed him. Source, Rebecca Kavanaugh on Twitter. A former corrections officer at one of the only federal women's prisons in the country sexually abused three women inside. United States prosecutors said in a new indictment, John Russell Bellhouse, who worked as an officer at Federal Correctional Institute Dublin in Alameda County, was originally charged in February with one count of sexual abuse against an inmate. On Thursday, Bellhouse was indicted on sexual abuse charges against two others and charged with two additional counts of abuse against the first victim. In total, Bellhouse faces two counts of sexual abuse of award and four counts of sexually abusive contact. A reminder, sexual assault is the primary way women, especially women of color, experienced state terror. Source, the Los Angeles Times. The Ovalde School District Superintendent met Thursday with the guardian of a student killed in the mass shooting at Robb Elementary School after family members of victims and their supporters camped out for almost two days in front of the district administrative building. Brett and Nikki Cross, guardians of 10-year-old Uzziah Garcia, arrived at the school district offices at 7 a.m. last Tuesday and have not left. Quote, we're giving them, we've given them 18 weeks to do something, so now we're not begging anymore, we're demanding, end quote, Brett Cross told ABC News. The Crosses, among other families who joined in protests throughout the week, want Uvalde consolidated independent school district police officers who were present at the shooting to be suspended pending an investigation for their actions and alleged inaction on May 24th when 19 children and two adults were killed. Just a point that I really want to stress here because we had our own shooting at public schools in Oakland just last week and the OUSD quickly pivoted to blame cops on campus as being responsible for that tragedy unfolding. Cops were at Uvalde. Cops were at Sandy Hook. Cops do not prevent crime. They respond in Investment in humanity is the only way we're going to build the safety that we all desire and deserve. The family of Ali Osman, 34, who was shot and killed by Phoenix police on Saturday, is left looking for answers after police say Osman was throwing rocks at patrol cars, which scared them enough, apparently, to open fire. Osman lived in Tucson and was in Phoenix visiting relatives. He'd been treated for mental health issues. Osman's close friend said he was the most selfless person he had met and that, quote, he didn't deserve this, end quote. His sister said he was a good man who cared about his family and was close to them. And Osman's father spoke in his native language, Somali, and said his son was the type of man who wanted to help and take care of everyone. The father said he wants to know why his son was killed and that he would speak out about what happened every day until he gets justice. Source, Arizona Central. 
And yesterday, y'all, I joined community activists, organizers, attorneys, and the mother of Dewan Armstrong, who was murdered inside of Santa Rita Jail, in demanding accountability and transparency regarding the 47 deputies that failed their psychological exams dating as far back as 2016, but were allowed to continue their duties. The sheriff, while Greg Ahern is on his way out the door, the sheriff-elect Yesenia Sanchez has issued a statement saying that it is not the thousands of men and women inside of Santa Rita, but the 47 deputies who were relieved of their guns and arrest powers that were owed an apology. Some folks thought a new sheriff would mean change. Apparently, Yesenia uh, Sanchez is committed to maintaining the status quo, which, to be clear, is a status quo of violence, brutality, and murder inside the jail. The community is demanding that the 47 deputies deputies be fired, no retesting, the names of the deputies be released to the public, a grand jury investigation into the role of any and all of the deputies who may have played a role in arrests, use of force, deaths, and serious bodily injuries since 2016, and accountability for everyone who might have known, which very well may include Sheriff-elect Yesenia Sanchez. Then, y'all, later that afternoon, I learned that 12 of the 47 deputies have been reinstated, and the plan is to reinstate the rest by the end of the week. Apparently, to expedite the process, the sheriffs brought in post, the state police training body, to um, hurry up the process. The police brought in the police to say the police were fit for duty. Sit with that for a moment and think about what that means for the men and women they steward over at Santa Rita Jail, recently voted the most deadly law enforcement agency in the state. This has been the State Terror Roundup for the week of October 3rd, 2022. State Terror Roundup soundtrack provided by Coffee Brown, an Oakley musician, singer, and songwriter who's been a force in Bay Area hip-hop and soul since the early 1990s. You can check her out at kofybrown.com, and her website and socials are linked from our site at kpfa.org. A shout-out to the team at Anti-Police Terror Project and our producer, Jesse Strauss, who helped curate the content for this segment. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox Five. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam.